This is Ottawa's home for breaking news 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. News Talk 580 CFRA. Here is Lowell Green. Once again, Brian Lilly filling in for Lowell Green. We'll see if the captain calls into the island of sanity from Bahamas today. But of course, Lowell, you're always welcome. Uh, but fear not, Lowell, because we will be talking about the issue of refugees. I heard loud and clear from many of you yesterday that you have concerns about the rushed nature of this refugee plan. This desire to move people, 25,000 people, from Syria to Canada by January 1st. I don't know if you heard James Bissett, former head of Canadian, the Canadian Immigration Department, Many years ago, I've interviewed James several times over the years. Smart man, knows the system, knows the immigration system, knows the refugee system, knows how it's supposed to work. He was on with Mark Sutcliffe this morning, calling the plan foolish and saying it's actually not the recommended way to deal with a humanitarian crisis like this. But I was disturbed yesterday when I found out from a friend that this idea of United Nations screening isn't something that should give us any comfort. Yesterday I played a clip of, of Ralph Goodale saying, don't worry, don't worry, we're going to, we can screen them after they get in Canada, and that's just fine because then we can deal with them in our justice system if we find that there are terrorist threats. Now I want to make it clear. I keep calling the terrorists the wolves and real refugees the lambs, and I believe that most of the, the people are the lambs, but we have seen too many examples and been warned by groups like ISIS themselves that they plan on infiltrating into Western nations through this refugee crisis. They have said they are planning on using it. They are using it, as we can show from the examples. There are questions about whether the the passport found in Paris was accurate or not. Okay, that's fine. We've still got the Italians picking up a a convicted terrorist coming in a boatload. We still have people found in Calais trying to get from France to Britain. The Germans saying that there are 10 different investigations, 40 attempts at recruitment, all of that. But Ralph Goodale says, don't worry, because the United Nations is going to do the screening for us. Listen to this. Again, it's from CTV's question period this past Sunday. You're going to hear host Robert Fife, Bob Fife, ask a question, and Goodale says, oh, yeah, as if, as if the U.N. screening everything makes it all better. The people that we're t- bringing, they're bringing in from the camps, they've already been screened by the United Nations Refugee Agency, and then you were screening them as well. Is that right? That's that, indeed. Uh, the, uh, the, the U.N. agency uh, provides the, uh, the, the first examination, uh, and then we have our own, and we, uh, we check uh, all of the uh, available information against all the available databases to make absolutely certain about uh, who we're dealing with. All right. Should that make you feel better? It might, if you don't know how the United Nations screens people. So I'm going to read to you from the UN Handbook on Processing Refugees. I started a petition yesterday called Refugee Pause. It's at refugeepause.ca, and you can find the link to this handbook there. But this petition essentially says, 
we, the undersigned, demand that the government of Canada halt these plans until we can be sure who we're dealing with, until proper screening can be done. It doesn't say no refugees. It says, let's wait until we know what we're dealing with. Ralph Goodale says, don't worry. The United Nations does the initial screening. I want to read to you. Page 120, Section G, 26 of the UN's Handbook for Processing Refugees. And again, you can find the link at the petition page. This is all detailed out. You don't believe me? You can look it up yourself. But here is what it says on page 120. The fact that an individual is designated on a national or international list of terrorist suspects or associated with a designated terrorist organization should trigger consideration of the exclusion clauses but will not in itself generally constitute sufficient evidence to justify exclusion. Being a terrorist, a member of a terrorist group, does not mean you are excluded from being a UN refugee. Now let's look at where these camps are. They're in Jordan. They're in Turkey. Some are still in Syria themselves. We know that a a polling organization out of Doha, Qatar, went into the refugee camps and asked the people in the camps their views of ISIS, and 31% said they're against degrading ISIS. They don't like that idea. And the United Nations contracts out the processing of refugees to locals. So you, you are in an area where there is at least some level of support for ISIS and assorted groups. And these are the people that are supposed to screen out members? And if they're members, the UN's own handbook says, eh, you know, it's okay. Does this make you feel confident, or do you think it's time to hit the pause button on this rushed refugee plan? 521-TALK, 521-8255, or star 580 on Bell Mobility, and it's 1-800-580-2372. Brian Lilly from the Rebel.media sitting in for Lowell Green. This is News Talk 580 CFRA. News covering what matters to you. News Talk 580 CFRA. And Brian Lilly from the Rebel.media sitting in for Lowell Green. I want to, to play this clip again because it's important, at least part of it. All right. Ralph Goodale, the public safety minister, the man charged with ensuring our safety, telling CTV's Bob Five, don't worry, everything's fine. The U.N.'s going to screen these refugees. The people that we're bringing, they're bringing in from the camps. They've already been screened by the United Nations Refugee Agency. And then you were screening them as well. Is that right? That's that indeed. Uh, the, uh, the, the U.N. agency uh, provides the, uh, the, the first examination. Uh, and then we have our own and we, uh, we okay. check uh, so all of the. Uh, that's what Ralph Goodell saying. And, and, and by the way, our screening, he's saying, we'll do in Canada at a military base. I'm going to read to you again, page 120, section G26 of the U.N.'s Handbook for Processing Refugees. The fact that an individual is designated on a national or international list of terrorist suspects or associated with a designated terrorist organization should trigger consideration of the exclusion clauses, consideration of the exclusion clauses, but will not in itself generally constitute sufficient evidence to justify exclusion. Translation, you're the member of a terrorist organization. Doesn't mean you can't also be a refugee. Do you feel safe? with that being the screening process. 521-TALK, 
or star 580 on Bell Mobility. And again, if you believe there needs to be a pause in this, I invite you to sign the petition. Almost 11,000 Canadians already have refugeepause.ca. Susan in Almond. .ca petition. Yep. Susan, you're on the Low Green Show with Brian Lilly. Susan? Oh, good morning, uh, Brian. Uh, yes, I definitely uh, think we should pause and take into consideration that uh, the um, refugees that we have in the country now have been properly screened. And um, I think it's going to divide the country because we've brought in several uh, immigrants and we've never had any problems with any of them, the Italians, the Chinese, the Lebanese, the all of them, they're fine, but these Muslims have a different way of thinking. Well, they don't hold think on. like the Canadians. Hold on. I, I don't want you throwing around and saying these Muslims as if all are the same. But we are talking about a war zone, and we are talking about an area where people are fighting each other, and there's no good guy, and we're supposed to pick out the the lambs? Well, exactly, exactly. I'm, I'm very worried about our children, and I'm, I'm worried about the Canadians in general. I mean, how, what guarantee do we have in a few years that we're not walking down the street and, and somebody wearing a, a hijab uh, stabs us or whatever? Would we uh, cross the street? I don't know. Or a burqa? I mean, how do we know? It's very so, scary, looks, and I'm worried about our children. We're thinking of their children, but from the time they're, they're young, they're brought, they're brought up as with a different mentality to, well, to there, fight. There, and, there, there is a different culture, and you're right. People that have been living in what is essentially a war zone for years, bringing young men from, from those areas, yeah, you could absolutely have trouble. But let's not throw around such broad generalizations that, ju- you know, just because somebody's a Muslim, they're going to stab you in the street, Susan. Well, that We have know, to be worried about doing proper security screening, and that's the issue here. Exactly. But do you, did you ever realize that the month of December, people go on holidays, and their mind's not on their work. They have uh, parties, uh, office parties. It's only like Christmas on, is on the 25th of December. That's only a couple of weeks from now. It's crazy. How can, people have to do shopping. They have their own private lives. How do we know if one doesn't slack off and doesn't do the proper screening? All like right. it's it's. I mean, we don't know. No, well, uh, you know, unfortunately, we don't know. Time. I mean, what's the rush? Like, you know, it's infantile and it's asinine that that Trudeau, he's he's he was brought in by default to start with. His his platform is utterly ridiculous. Now that we look back, we can see that Harper had the perfect platform. Everything in his platform was like to do with like what's going on today. Like, it's he, just ridiculous. He, he did have a better hold on it. Susan, and thanks for the call. And you know what? His father, Pierre Trudeau, yeah. with the, uh, he divided the country with the bilingualism. And this Justin Trudeau, he's going to divide the country with what he's doing right now. All and right. Susan, the, thanks for the he call. He looks lost at the G20 and overseas. He's not respected. Like, we have to put four, we have four more years of putting up with him. I think I'm going to die. Honest <laughs> to God. I'm worried about you, my you, children. You will, they work downtown. You will survive, Susan. Well, I It'll be so. tough, but you will survive. Well, Keep I'm listening. Well, I'm really worried. <laughs> All right, Susan and Almont. Look, um, I'm raising the alarm bell about the possibility of people who are terrorists planting themselves amongst legitimate refugees. So as we have the discussion, and, and this is not me being oh, touchy-feely and politically correct. But let's acknowledge that there are real refugees 
No, not everyone wants to harm us. But there is such a thing as doing proper screening. And if we throw around accusations not based in fact, then we lose the argument. And the other side will just say, oh, you're just a bunch of racists. No. No, concerned citizen does not equal racist. Concerned citizen does not equal uh, keep everyone out. The simple fact is ISIS and other groups like al-Qaeda have said, whoa, refugee crisis, we're going to use that. And they already have. The Tunisian trying to sneak into Italy, leader of a, a group that has pledged allegiance to ISIS, 10 people in Germany. All of this, time and again, showing that we need to be concerned. Andrew in Ottawa. Andrew, you're on yeah, the Lowell Green Show with Brian Lilly. Yeah, hi, Brian. Listen, I just wanted to ask you if you knew if we have an extradition treaty signed in place with Syria. Uh, no, I don't, but Syria doesn't have an effective government, and no one would try and... Anyway. Uh, courts would basically block us from uh, deporting someone to Syria at this point. Right. So what do we do if we find out we've got problem people showing up on our doorstep? We can't they, send them back. It's the same issue that they're having in England, trying to take away passports from terrorists operating in that country. You know, it's like I, it's this program is a threat to Canadian security. That's what it is. You know, you got to call it what it is. And it's a threat to our national security. Absolutely it is. For some reason, this guy is ramming it down our throats. Um, you know, and I, I'm amazed that a prime minister can threaten Canadian national security and completely go about whatever he feels like doing, not listening to the populace. Granted, he had, what, 39% of the popular vote? 61% of Canadians didn't vote for him. Let's remind yeah. Liberals of that every day. They did it to Conservatives for 10 years. And and now look what he's doing. Well, you know, Andrew, this is, this is public policy based on feeling because he he or his officials have not read the the UN refugee processing handbook so they don't realize that being a member of a terrorist group does not mean you'll be screened out and they obviously don't know or don't care i think it's actually they don't care cuz Ralph Goodale acknowledged that Ralph he realized Goodell. this Ralph Goodell but is such a has been that he, guy he is but he's ever he was first know? elected when Justin Trudeau and i were still toddlers yeah, it's 1974. Like, he's just, he's one of those old, stodgy guys that needs to go. You but, know, I thought, but we, he I thought said, our whole platform was change, you know? He said we, we can just changed. process them after the fact. And that's not the case. Andrew, got to run. Yep. Thanks for the call. All right, Brian Lilly sitting in for Lowell Green. Uh, when we come back, a clip from my interview with Saskatchewan Premier Brad Wall, who's written an open letter to Prime Minister Trudeau saying, please hit the pause button. That interview in full is on my Facebook page now. We'll bring you part of it when we come back. This is News Talk 580 CFRA. This is Ottawa's home for breaking news 24 hours a day, seven days a week. News Talk 580 CFRA. Here is Lowell Green. And Brian Lilly from the Rebel.media sitting in for Lowell Green. And I'm asking you the question, do you think that it's time to hit the pause button on the rush to bring in 25,000 refugees from Syria by January 1st. 
Canada already is one of the most generous countries in terms of settlement for people in United Nations camps. But we tend not to do it quite this fast. I explained to you earlier this morning that the Liberal government is saying, don't worry, the UN screens the refugees first, then we bring them here, and if there's any problems, bringing in people from a war zone, an area filled with terrorist organizations fighting each other and fighting the Assad regime, well, if we bring them in and there's problems afterwards, then you know we can deal with that here, meaning we'll be stuck with them forever and they will be in our courts and living amongst us. How safe is that going to make the real refugees feel? How safe will you feel if you know that you tried to escape to a safe country and a warlord or war criminal or terrorist leader snuck in amongst you and is now living in your community? We know from the experience with Rwanda, where we allowed that to happen, the experience with Bosnia, where we allowed that to happen, that these terrorists and warlords will continue to reign over the local community, to instill fear in them, in the land they came to escape to. So this is also about protecting the legitimate refugees as well as protecting Canadians. Now, there are voices for sanity, and I'm not just talking about the CFRA nation here. Saskatchewan Premier Brad Wall wrote an open letter to Prime Minister Trudeau yesterday, and I had the opportunity to interview Premier Wall. Here's a a short bit, bit of that. There is a security issue. And yes, I think the events in Paris have underscored it. And, uh, and whether or not any of the perpetrators of that heinous, murderous act were, were somehow allowed into Europe on a refugee stream or not, we know that, uh, that there is a, as a risk. And we should be eliminating the risk uh, through an effective screening program. And if it takes a pause to do that, not forever, but a pause to do it right, then I, I, I've sent a letter to the Prime Minister asking that he do that he suspend this deadline. Now, if you want to see the full interview that I did with Brad Wall on this topic, and later today there'll be another one on his views of where the Conservative Party needs to go on leadership, you can find all of that on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Brian Lilly, and you will also find a link to the the uh, refugee pause petition. If you think there needs to be a pause in this, you can sign the petition there. More than eleven thousand Canadians have signed on to a petition that I just launched last night. Scott in Lachute. Scott, you're on the Lowell Green Show with Brian Lilly. Good morning, Brian. Morning. Um, frankly, call me a bigot if you like, but this, this whole idea to me is insanity. How do you screen a mentality? I mean, you see videos on YouTube where some of these refugees at a train station are getting cases of bottled water from the Red Cross, and they're kicking it onto the tracks and throwing it back at them because they refuse to take the water from Christians. You see in Sweden the amount of rapes that are going on right now. The Swedes are closing things down. Can we not learn by what's happening elsewhere? This is extremely problematic when you look at what's going on in Denmark, in Sweden, in Belgium, in Norway. I was talking yesterday about a uh, TV interview in Holland with um, uh, a woman who said that uh, she and her family would rather sleep in the streets than uh, sleep in the accommodation and eat the food that they were given because it was beneath her. So, yeah, there there is a problem with the people that are showing up in, in Holland. But if we do it properly, and in Europe they're dealing with people that are just showing up, 
if if we follow Trudeau's plan, we're just going to be scooping up a pile of people, bringing them here, and then processing them. Did you okay, realize? Was... But did you realize, Scott, that that under Stephen Harper's government, we brought in twenty two thousand people from Iraq. Iraq was you... the focus for Canada, and we did not have these problems. You would never know that by certain media. Uh, that would people. be most of the media. <laughs> but I, let me ask you a question. And again, call me a bigot. I don't really care at this point. But we see that ISIS is slaughtering Christians throughout the Middle East. Who's helping them? I don't understand. We, we, we've had immigration. Our country is based on immigration. We've had immigrants from Italy, from, from all over the world. We've had religions from all over the world. But we're encouraging, we're going to get a group of people that are part of a religion that basically are causing the violence around the world. When you have innocent families, Christians, being slaughtered and no one's moving. And I'll I'll give you another thing that just aggravates the heck out of me. When the 300 little schoolgirls got kidnapped to be used as sexual slaves, where was the left then? Where was Justin Trudeau? Where was the women's lobby? They were putting up hashtags on Twitter and Facebook and holding up signs and taking selfies. That's the extent of it. And unfortunately, that's the extent of much of the reaction to what's happening and what has happened in Paris. If we, if we just show these barbarians that we stand united with a hashtag, everything will be okay. But that's not oh, the I, answer. I, that's not the gonna, answer, Scott. I'm going to puke the next time I hear Obama say, oh, this is an affront to humanity. I mean, that's all he can do is talk. It's an embarrassment to anybody who actually believes in fighting for what's right. I, frankly, I don't think I'll ever be prime minister because I actually speak my mind, but stunning to me how Canada, the people of Canada, did not demand that we send our troops there when those 300 poor little girls were kidnapped. I, I'm stunned at the cowardice of my country. And now we have a prime minister that goes along with it. Scott, thanks for the call. Caroline in Canada, you're on the Low Green Show with Brian Lilly. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. Uh, the previous caller has uh, just vented something that's been heavy on my heart as well, and a word that has not been used very much would describe my feelings, and that is genocide. I believe wholeheartedly that there isn't a whole lot of difference between what was taking place in the Nazi movement uh, against the Jews and what is taking place now in our modern day against Christians, which is not very well articulated or emphasized. And this is very, um, it goes to the heart of our country. Our country is founded on Christian uh, Judeo principles, and uh, we need to stand up and fight for you know, our uh, heritage. And, you know, when you think about the Second World War, what would have happened if Winston Churchill had backed down? Where would we be today? You know, this is very serious. It's not a joke. And uh, I, being a Christian, I believe in helping others. This is, this is how we're hardwired as humans, you know, to help other people. And but we need to be smart about it, and we need to be reasonable and and safe. And I don't feel... I'm so grateful that you have pointed out the process by which the UN contracts out the screening to locals. I had no idea that that was part of your, your 
CFRA is a fantastic uh, station to inform us of the layers underneath things that we, we see on the, on the surface. People hear the word UN screening and they may say to themselves, oh, this is comforting, as you pointed out. Mm-hmm. But is it really? And I'm glad you've made this aware, uh, to our, brought it to our awareness because I had no idea. Well, unfortunately, uh, the level of journalism in this country amounts to taking notes of what people said and not looking into what the what their words mean yes. or what their actions mean. Yes. So, you know, I'm trying to do something more. I'm trying to do something different and bring you information you can use. So it, um, it has to go beyond just, well, they said the U.N.'s going to do it, so it, that's all fine. I'm glad you pointed that out. Now, would you agree with me that this is a form of genocide? Well, if you look at what's happening in Nigeria, as Scott mentioned about the the girls taken from the school, you look at what's happened in the Mosul area. I forget the name of uh, a town, an almost 2,000-year-old majority Christian town. Yes. Yeah, and I mean, Christians are being beheaded on the beach. I mean, either you submit or die. What, What choice is there in that? This was my point to uh, Defense Minister Harjit Sejan when he said we could negotiate with them. Caroline, out of time, got to run, okay. but thanks for the call. Okay, thank you. Brian Lilly sitting in for Lowell Green. This is News Talk 580 CFRA. Now back to Lowell Green on Ottawa's home for breaking news, covering what matters to you. News Talk 580 CFRA. Brian Lilly sitting in for Lowell Green, and I'm talking to you about the issue of refugees. Do we need to hit a pause button on Justin Trudeau's ambitious, some are even calling it a noble plan, to help those in need, to help refugees by bringing in 25,000 by Christmas, by New Year's Day. They probably don't want me to mention the word Christmas, but by January 1, 25,000 people. The Trudeau administration will tell you that they are letting the U.N. do the initial screening. As I've explained to you, that doesn't work because the U.N. does not preclude you from being a refugee if you are a member of a terrorist group. I think this is a cause for pause. What are your thoughts? 521-TALK, 521-8255, or star 580 on Bell Mobility. Anne in Barhaven, you're on the Lowell Green Show. Hi, uh, I've got two points to make. Excuse me. First of all, about the UN and their criteria. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't trust the UN to find their own headquarters. But besides that, since when do we allow other organizations to scrutinize people coming into our country? Well, we we, we the do ones... we do normally work in conjunction with them, and that's yes, fine. But the point is, we should be the ones. We should not trust the UN to do it for it, as Ralph Goodall is talking about. We, we we are the ones accepting these. We should be the ones in charge. Absolutely. That's point one. The second point is, as to Paris and people saying, well, you know, they were born there and all this, We there had to be a whole organization behind what happened in Paris. We don't know who's involved in that and where the people came from. I mean, this is a, these are... Specious arguments, and, and, and they don't make uh, I know, any sense to me. I know, and that people are trying to say, oh, no, everyone in Paris was, was from there. They just had fake passports. Well, that in itself is a concern that we've right. got two people with the same Syrian passport, and these are the documents that we'll be vetting. That's of concern. 
But it doesn't change the fact that in Italy, Germany, and elsewhere in France, terrorists have been found hiding among refugees. And they they said that they would do five this. People involved or six people. They said they would do this. They're doing it. I think we need to do our security screening overseas the way we normally do, the way we did for the 22,000 Iraqi refugees we brought in. We do it over there before we bring them here because once they're here, we're stuck with them. Yeah, we are. But it, it, trusting you when to do anything, first of all, as far as I'm concerned, is about the biggest mistake you can make in any situation. And trusting you when, trusting anybody else, but ourselves, we should be the ones in charge of who comes into our country. Absolutely. That's the Thanks line. for the call. Rob in uh, Ottawa, you're on the Lowell Green Show with Brian Lilly. Hey, Brian, how are you? Very well. Well, I'm the up. best I can be under the circumstances. <laughs> yeah, same here. Uh, I totally disagree with 25,000. Like, that's 550 people a day. Did you hear James Bissett on with, with uh, Mark Sutcliffe this morning? Um, uh, part of it. Part he of it. he said twenty five thousand that quickly is just craziness. Exactly. I'm okay. going through the situation right now. My wife lives in Venezuela. Now down in Venezuela, there's four hundred and fifty murders a week down there. Wow. Right? So which is not any different than Syria or whatever. But today, at the moment, she's going through a physical right now. Today. And we're told it's going to be 17 months for the process to go through. So how can they process 550 a day when it's going to take 17 months for my wife to go through it? And the situation's not any different than Syria. And your wife is applying to come as not a refugee, but a permanent resident. Yes. And and she, she doesn't want any help from the government. She's not asking for that. She just wants to be here in Canada with me. I, I, I understand that um, you know, there might be a perception that we need to get these people out quick because they're living in a war zone. But the fact is, Rob, most of them have been living in camps for three to four years. So waiting another couple of months and doing this in an orderly fashion that meets our needs as well won't be a big hardship on them. Yeah, but still, and it's, it's still twenty five thousand is a lot. You only well, need we bring one, in we bring in right? two hundred and fifty thousand immigrants a year, and uh, we have had problems with that system as well. But that uh, that that's the exception. But as you say, we only need one. Thanks for the call, Rob. Bye now. All right, Sue in Morrisburg, you're on the Lowell Green Show with Brian Lilly. Hi, I think it's absolutely disgusting what the Trudeau government is trying to do to us. And I've come up with something, and maybe I'm wrong. By getting all these people, 25,000 by the end of the year, mm-hmm. will that not make them eligible to vote the next election? Uh, maybe. It should. They'll be here enough time in it, order it, for them well, to vote. Depends Tracy on what... did the same thing. He brought them all in so that they could vote for them. Uh, Look, it didn't help Stephen Harper this last election. He kept immigration numbers at huge levels. Uh, Brian Mulroney brought in huge numbers uh, when he was prime minister. They've all done that. Um, I mean, I, we're beginning to be the laughing laughing stock of the world, you know. I mean, here you've got a Trudeau showboating continuously, you know, 
I mean, what's going to happen to this country? I mean, where where are the liberals? How can they be so stupid, you know, to keep on protecting this guy? Well, and then you've got the Goodale and the McCallums. I mean, these old fogies should be out of the <laughs> politics completely. I mean, I'm 75 years old. I'm considered an old fogey. But if I, I, I don't think I'm as bad as they are. Well, if you're 75, you're actually uh, the right age for the leadership of the Democrats in the United States. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hillary Clinton is a young one in the Democratic leadership right now. She's only 68. Uh, Sue, you know, I mean, we're, we're talking, though, about, let me ask you quickly on this, uh, 20 seconds to answer. It's the security issue. To me, it's not the numbers. It's the speed and the security issues. Are you concerned about that? Yes, I am, because I don't trust the U.N., I think there's a, there are they are a corrupted institution. I always said it, and uh, that's one of the reasons. And I don't trust the liberals and their whoever they're hiring. Okay, you know to let people in here. I so, mean, I don't mind the immigrants, but do it properly. And I think twenty five thousand is way overboard. Sue, thanks for the call. Thank you. I'm. I'm we welcome your thoughts on this. 521-TALK, 521-8255, star 580 on Bell Mobility. Going to take a break in a moment for news, but Gloria in Ottawa, Ron in Smith Falls, Anne in Ottawa, don't worry. We're getting your calls and everybody else on the list when we come back. But think about it. The Liberals say, don't worry, the U.N. is doing our screening. The U.N. Handbook for Processing Refugees says... Yeah, you know, you can be a member of a terrorist group and still be a refugee. That's okay. You don't believe me? You can go to the the website, refugeepause.ca. You don't even have to sign the petition, but sign the petition if you agree. But you can find the links there, and you can read it for yourself. Refugeepause.ca. Brian Lillian for Lowell Green. This is News Talk 580 CFRA. This is Ottawa's home for breaking news 24 hours a day, seven days a week. News Talk 580 CFRA. Here is Lowell Green. Or the taller, redder version of him known as Brian Lilly. Brian Lilly from the Rebel.media here filling in for Lowell Green all week and asking you today about the issue of the refugee situation. The refugee pause. Is it time to hit pause? As I explained earlier in the show... The liberals are saying, don't worry, the U.N. is vetting the refugees for us, and then we can vet them for security here. The U.N. Refugee Handbook says clearly, being a member of a terrorist group does not preclude you from being considered a refugee by them. I think it does for Canadians. I think it does for the Canadian government, even for Ralph Goodale and Justin Trudeau. I think that precludes people from being members Being in a terrorist group precludes you from being a a refugee in their books. So why are we outsourcing to the U.N. and then saying, don't worry, once we get them to CFB Trenton, we can look after it. Do you think it's time to hit the refugee pause button? 521-TALK, 521-8255, or star 580 on Bell Mobility. Gloria in Ottawa. You're on the Lowell Green Show with Brian Lilly. Hi, good morning, Brian. Good morning. You know, the U.S. has said they're going to bring in uh, 10,000 refugees, but the governors in 25 states uh, have already refused to take in any refugees from uh, Syria. And the sole voice in Canada representing Canadians against this rush to take in uh, these 25,000 
uh, refugees by the end of December is Premier uh, Brad uh, Wall. The rest of the premiers are silent. And in Europe, hospitals are overrun with cases of tuberculosis uh, along with other diseases that these refugees have. And this could happen here too. This is in addition to serious concerns of terrorists that are being embedded into the refugee population. And ISIS has been very clear on this. I think uh, Justin Trudeau is making a serious, serious mistake. Yet you listen to these liberal politicians, they're all chirping the same song. We have our sunny ways, everything is rosy, and all will be taken care of. I think. Uh, l- that- l- let me play Bla- Brad Wall's clip for you again, Gloria. You mentioned him. And, and, and he doesn't say, don't ever do this, but, but listen to what Brad Wall says. I want everyone to listen to what Brad Wall says. There is a security issue. And yes, I think the events in Paris have underscored it. And, uh, and whether or not any of the perpetrators of that heinous, murderous act were, were somehow allowed into Europe on a refugee stream or not, we know that, uh, that there is a, as a risk. And we should be eliminating the risk uh, through an effective screening program. And if it takes a pause... To do that, not forever, but a pause to do it right, then I, I, I've sent a letter to the prime minister asking that he, do, that he suspend this deadline. He's very reasonable, isn't he? Yes, he certainly is. And you know what? I, I think all these liberal politicians have a little sign hidden in, on their person that says, insert tape here. You know? It's <laughs> <laughs> very, very strong message discipline. Oh. Didn't they used to complain about that with the other guy? Oh, exactly. They're, they're getting a dose of the same right out of the starting gate, and this is only the start of it. All right. Well, Gloria, I encourage you then. Sign the petition, uh, refugeepause.ca. All right. Thank you. Thank you for the call. Uh, Anne is in Ottawa. Anne, you're on the Lowell Green Show with Brian Lilly. Hi, I'm kind of going to be singing from the same hymn book as Gloria was. But a couple of expressions come to mind. You know that line in Wayne's World where uh, Wayne turns to Garth when they're having a fight and he goes, are you mental? <laughs> I mean, that is, that is the memo I would send to Trudeau and all his little minions that are singing from the same hymn book. You don't ignore facts that have happened and, and just say, well, we shouldn't make a change here because... Pride comes before a fall. And, yeah, guess who's going to be falling? The rest of us. I mean, to ignore the, the, the facts of, of the events that are going on in the world and act like they're not happening and like we're some kind of bigots that, that we have to say, well, we have to check who's coming in. I mean, that's just incredibly naive. And Ralph Goodale, I wanted to bang his frickin' head against the wall. Uh, oh, yeah. I, it wouldn't help. Okay. No, I probably wouldn't. Actually. And you'd get charged with assault. You know, I would. But uh, we should be allowed to do it, though. <laughs> you encounter somebody. Look, uh, you know, I, I, no, I, I, know. I, I know. criticized uh, Hillary I know. Clinton for laughing when someone said, a guy said he wanted to choke Carly Fiorina. <laughs> we can't have people calling in and saying, no, let's ba- bang Ralph Goodale's head. No, but, but the thing is, I mean, what kind of nonsense is coming out of his head? I mean, use, Look, like, Talk sense. Like, don't say, well, you know, the U.N., first of all, there's your biggest problem right there. Um, the U.N. screening them? Are we crazy or what? The, I mean, the way that it worked, the way that it worked, and you know what, I should try and find out if, if Jason Kenney can come on the show. Uh, because the way that it worked under the old government was they'd work in partnership with the U.N. 
And if you've been listening or watching me for a long time, you know I don't like this organization. I think that, you know, we could we could leave it and the world would be a better place because mm-hmm. exactly. it, it gives rogues and dictators the same vote as it gives yep. Canada. But they do some good work. And Jason Kenney always reminds me of this. Brian, they do good work on refugees. So they would partner with the U.N. The U.N. would do their screening. They'd say, here's some people for you to look at. Canada would come in. We do our own screening. Then we decide who to accept. They want to do it so that the U.N. does the screening, and then we just take them and security screen them here in Canada and health screen them here in Canada. So, hey, we bring in a little tuberculosis and some terrorists and some war criminals. Don't worry about it. And our health care system is already inundated. Didn't we we learn our lessons from Rwanda and Somalia where we imported people who are actual, actual war criminals, and we, we had them living among people that were fleeing that? I know, I know. Insane. And thanks for the call. Okay, bye. I'm Brian Lilly sitting in for Lowell Green. This is News Talk 580 CFRA. This is Ottawa's home for breaking news 24 hours a day, seven days a week. News Talk 580 CFRA. Here is Lowell Green. Brian Lilly sitting in for Lowell Green. We've been playing you clips of Ralph Goodale, of uh, Brad Wall, different people talking about this refugee crisis issue. And some of you have commented on Brad Wall, and you've been hearing him in the news as well. If you want to see the full interview that I did with Brad Wall yesterday from Regina, you can go to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Brian Lilly. See the interview where he calls for a refugee pause, says we need to slow this down, and then, well, you can sign the petition if you want. Joined now by the captain of the Island of Sanity, Lowell Green, calling in again from the Bahamas. Captain? Brian, uh, first of all, congratulations. I think it's a great idea that you've set up this petition. You say you already have about 12,000 signatures on it? Yep. Great. Well, you're going to have 12,001 because I'm going to, as soon as I'm finished with this. But there's something that, that we're ignoring. And I heard the interview with Bissett, and I've heard Brad Wall's interview. Congratulations on that as well. But we're still ignoring something that we cannot continue to ignore, and that is the reaction in the United States. Now, I must tell you, the reason I'm calling, I was just watching television about half an hour ago down here, uh, television from Florida, and Jeb Bush, governor of Florida, has already stated that Florida will not accept any Syrian refugees, along with the governors of 26 other states. Now, in an interview, and I'm, I, I don't know who it was I was talking to, but the interviewer mentioned to, to Jeb Bush, Mr. Bush, were you aware that Canada is going to bring in 25,000 refugees before the end of this year? Bush turned white. He said, my God. He said, if that's the case, we may have to close our borders to Canadians. Now, I'm telling wow. you that we, yeah, wow. So, we, we talked about this yesterday. You brought it up. We had calls about it. Well, and and then someone called attention. in at the end of the show and said Obama's going is just promised to bring in a hundred thousand. No, I and heard that. That and, man and, lied. Excuse well, me. I went and looked for it. I couldn't find it. No, he lied. I, either deliberately or perhaps he misunderstood. What what Obama has said is, and listen to this, that they they're going to bring in ten thousand Syrians by the end of next October. This is what the Americans are upset about, 10,000 by next October. Mm-hmm. The total number of refugees by the end of 2017, he said, would be 100,000. But it only of those, only 10,000 Syrians. So, you know, we're not talking about other refugees. In Canada. We're talking about 25,000 Syrians. But I'm telling you, 
Michigan is and, and Michigan now and Maine, the governors of both of those states have also stated they will not accept Syrian refugees. What do you think Michigan is going to say when they wake up one morning and find that four or five hundred Syrian refugees have been located in Windsor just across the river? I'm going to tell you, all of these other things that we are stating about health concerns, security in Canada, those are legitimate concerns. But we had better start paying attention to what's going to happen to our border, the northern border, if we bring in 25,000 Syrians by the right. end of this year. So this was, got, this was the governor of Florida on, what, on Fox News? On or? Fox News. Okay, I'm going to look that up when, uh, when I get off the air because I'm, that's I'm striking. And, and, and Lola, I just want to tell you, 25,000 by the end of the year... Canada is one of the top resettlers of refugees, according to the UN, and we only bring in twenty-three to twenty-four thousand a year from around the whole world, from all the hell holes in the world. We bring in that many over the course of a year in an average year. Well, actually, and he wants to shrink it down to twenty-five thousand in uh, just from Syria, on top of all the others, in less than two months. Yeah, up until a couple of years ago, actually, we were bringing in about 45,000 refugees. Uh, the conservatives cut this down considerably by stating, among other things, that you're not a refugee if you're coming from the United States. But I just want to, I know that you, all of the, the other concerns are legitimate. But I'm going to tell you right now, if we do this, you had better, I'm going to tell you, if you think the lineups are long at airports now or trying to get across the border into the United States, just you wait until we have 25,000 Syrian refugees. It will scare the bejesus out of the Americans. Unreal. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Lowell. All right. Captain of the Island of Sanity, keeping an eye on what's happening in the United States right now. Welcome your thoughts on what Lowell said. This is something to be concerned about, but we don't get that news up here. What we get are you know, these governors portrayed as bigots. Brad Wall came out with a very sensible statement yesterday saying we need to pause. And he was described as some kind of racist and bigot by the left. Doesn't make you a bigot saying, hold on a minute. Is this the right thing to do? All right, let's see. We're going to David in Ottawa. David, you're on the Lowell Green Show with Brian Lilly. Hi, that was an incredible wait, but uh, good morning, Brian. Good morning. I just want to say uh, I, 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 I'm, I would be go towards the pause, but I would like to stop it completely. But the pause I can go with. What I'm calling about, though, and I've waited a long time to get my word in here, is I am very, I'm getting angry now, angry, because... This, this isn't something new. This has been a campaign promise by this liberal government from the get-go. Why are all of a sudden are people waking up? People are, I, I've heard nothing but for the last hour and, and a half about people calling and saying this is ludicrous. I agree 100%. But this isn't something new. And you elected this government. You elected <laughs> this government with a majority. Don't blame me. I no, didn't no, vote I, for them. <laughs> no, I am sorry, but it, it's just so... So it amazed me how, and they're calling down these different politicians, but they got elected in their riding. Yeah. So he, and they got elected well, like overwhelmingly high. And this was a campaign promise. The same as uh, the issue about uh, last week when we were, we were ranting about the, uh, oh, went over my head there. But, uh, yeah. but David, I, uh, I raised these issues during the campaign. I raised them on the insiders. 
I, I raised them at the Rebel. I raised them on talk shows that I do across the country. And people would just go, oh, pshaw. Oh, don't. Oh, no. It, they, they would just dismiss it. And most of the media didn't bother to vet this. The Globe and Mail started doing stories on how this was an impossible feat after the election. Yeah, and that this, this, is, this is what's, what's bitter and angry in me. And I am definitely signing your petition. But somebody has to do something stronger than just the petition. Somebody has to call Mr. Trudeau and say, look, the country, we can't do this. This is, we're, and just what, uh, just what, uh, you know, Lowell just said, you know, we're going to be shutting the border with the United States, or the United States is going to shut down the most free border it has ever, you know, in, in the world. Yeah, well, it's, it's going to be interesting times. David, thanks for the call. You're welcome. Bye now. Mohammed in Ottawa. You're on the Lowell Green Show with Brian Lilly. Hey, Brian. How you doing? Well, a little concerned today. <laughs> well, I, I just want to say, as a, as a Canadian, my parents came uh, as refugees over 26 years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's kind of selfish to say don't get uh, any more refugees or whatnot since my parents came that way. But what I'm trying to say is that 25, like any, all your previous scholars are saying, it's not enough time to vet everybody. I want to point out something that... Thank you for that, that call, Mohammed. Yeah, my, my parents are immigrants, and I often I, my my parents are immigrants, and I often get accused of being anti-immigrant if I say anything about the immigration system. Well, well but you understand why, it as do I. Tell me, well, you you get, your parents came as a refugee, so why can't other people? And I'll tell you why. Uh, the stuff, the, the thing that happened in uh, in France, they said they arrested the brother of one of the perpetrators, and then after that they let him go. And he was talking to reporters. He was saying, my parents are in shock. Uh, I'm in shock. We didn't know my brother. That's what they have to say to the media. Mm-hmm. But that kind of mentality is embedded in the family. And one main problem that I have, just two quick uh, more points. We spend millions of dollars on saying that Bashar al-Assad is bad. Bashar al-Assad is bad. We keep saying he killed 250,000 of his own people. That number is not necessarily all him that uh, killed uh, all these people that died. There's a lot of Christians that have been killed by um, by ISIS, and I don't know if you remember before it was the Nusra and then the Free Syrian Army and whatnot. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The main problem, I, I'm telling you, I really expect, like let's say right now, it's the liberal governments that have a majority. I expect it is their last. If something happens in Canada, God forbid, like in France, that's probably going to affect them a lot in four years. I didn't vote for them for one reason. That was one of it. The other reason was, like, uh, you know, all the loan stuff, uh, borrowing, borrowing, whatnot. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is, if you want to look at the root cause of the problem, two days ago, the foreign minister of Saudi Arabia said, well, you know what, if Assad stays in power, we're going we're gonna to still support the militants even more. Now, this is a country that emptied their prisons, and I repeat, they emptied their prisons and gave offers to people, if you get out of the jail, you have to go fight in Syria, and people took it on and they went. You don't know how bad Saudi Arabia is. Maybe the media should more focus. Maybe we should have like a day on the CFRA to focus on Saudi Arabia. This is a country that no Western government wants to admit is the main sponsor of terrorism. Did you know that since Russia started bombing in Syria, uh, especially in a lot of these uh, Arab news, they're showing that a lot of the ISIS people and their families are fleeing back to Iraq 
because they're very effective in their fighting. There's no such thing as a moderate uh, rebel that you can support. Anybody there's who no good side arm, in that fight. Anybody who holds arm against the government, there's no good side, there's no moderate, there's no nothing. There's no such thing as a moderate terrorist. Absolutely not. Take it out. Like, don't even think about it. And I'm telling you, we're going to regret it. But the main focus is, if you want to be effective, maybe Western policy should change. There's no good sides in, uh, in uh, Syria, no problem. Look at who's the worst and just stay away from it because keep financing them, helping them. Who's the European countries that are buying uh, oil from ISIS through Turkey? Turkey's yeah, we making a shut lot that of money down. off of that. All right, Mohammed, got to run for a commercial break, but thanks for Thank the call. You. Have a good day. Son of refugees saying, nope, this is not a good idea. Welcome your thoughts on that. 521-TALK, 521-8255, star 580 on Bell Mobility. Looking at a map of states that have said no to refugees. This is to Lowell Greens Point. New Hampshire, Maine, Michigan, Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, Wisconsin. Down to Texas, Florida, Arizona, Idaho. The list continues to grow. This is News Talk 580 CFRA. Now back to Lowell Green on Ottawa's home for breaking news, covering what matters to you. News Talk 580 CFRA. I was just Brian Lilly filling in for Lowell Green from the rebel.media. I was just watching a report on Fox News from this morning on all the different uh, governors that have said no to this. And I think Lowell is right. This is going to be a huge border issue for us. If we continue with our plan and resistance to refugees continues to grow in the United States, we will have slowdowns. And that's not good for us as an economy. It's not good for us as travelers just going across for vacation or what have you. Going to hit the phone lines as fast as I can. If you've been waiting on the line, you will get on before the end of the show. Going to Kim in Renfrew. You're on the Lowell Green Show with Brian Lilly. Hi, Brian. Um, Thank you for all your hard work. Um, that being said, the biggest problem I have with this is why the rush? Why do we have to rush? These refugees are in camps. They're not in war-torn homes and being bombed or threatened. They're in internment camps. Why the rush by Trudeau to to put me, a, an average Canadian, at risk when him himself would never, ever be at risk of this? You know, they, you know he walks around with armed security guards. What's he got to worry about 25,000 refugees? Well, the reason he walks around with the armed security guards, in all fairness to Trudeau, and I am not a fan and I criticize him often, but the the reason he walks around is because they know there is a threat. Exactly. But the threat of the Syrian refugees will never affect him, but they affect average Canadians that are going to have to live with these people in their communities. And nobody's saying, like, there's no need to call me a bigot or a racist. I'm not saying no to refugees. I'm just saying let's do it properly. There's, That's what you know, most people are saying, Kim. Don't rush it. Slow it down. It, do it right. And, and But why isn't the press asking Trudeau why the rush? What's the rush? I think there have been some questions, but they don't ask the follow-up. And, and, and thus, you know, the, the question about the U.N. screens them so everything's good. There's no follow-up of, oh, but the U.N. says it's okay to be a refugee if you're a member of a terrorist cell. Or no question about, look, the Americans aren't happy with this. Will this affect our cross-border relations? That hasn't been asked. 
I think it's because the answer will probably be it's 2015. <laughs> it could be, Kim. Whatever that means. Thanks for the call, Kim. It's why we've got to do proper screening, because it's 2015. Emma in Ottawa, you're on the Low Green Show with Brian Lilly. Hi, yes. This is actually um, Emma's mom. Emma's at Chio today. Uh, she is um, a high school student mm-hmm. and ill, but her class had to do a research project all about this, and she was adamant that she'd get on the line, and then she said, okay, if I'm in the meeting, you have to take the call. Okay. All right, so she did a ton of research on here, and I just want to say Sarah Cooper is her teacher, fabulous. Not all Muslims are terrorists. The people that are in these camps are running from ISIS. She was adamant that I say that this is the same as saying all of the Asian um, uh, Asian American Canadians who were put into camps, we look back and think that that was completely wrong. Mm-hmm. We were embarrassed that we looked and said, all of those people could be a spy, so let's lock them all up. We are doing exactly the same te- to these people. Uh, there no, are four no, no points- we're not. No, we're in, not. They're, in, they're, they're already in refugee camps. True. The, the, they're in the, refugee the, camps. The, the UN standard is to settle them nearby and help them get home eventually. And if you heard the interview with James Bissett this morning, bringing them to another country is the last resort. We're saying and it is a- bring them to another country, but let's do screening first because the terrorists have said we will use the refugee crisis to infiltrate. We're not saying I- everyone in there. We're saying screen them to make sure they're not because the terrorists have said, here's what we're going to do. Right. Do you think that the... the- the idea here is, is that did you notice that the, the groundswell of population all of the world was suddenly saying, let's take some of these refugees out of, of this bad situation. And then there's a bombing in Paris and everybody's slamming the doors back on these refugees. These are the people running from ISIS and these are the people who are Muslims who aren't supporting ISIS. And yet us closing the door on them coming here is not going okay. to help the people that are Muslims who want peace. You are misunderstanding what we're saying. We're saying do it in an orderly fashion. You can't screen people once they're here. Because you can screen people once they're here. No, because, the, because if, if we end up bringing in, as the Germans already have, as the Italians have, as the French have, actual terrorists, we can't get rid of them. We cannot get rid of them. That is the way our courts and our laws are written. That's why the screening needs to be done overseas the way it was with 22,000 Iraqi refugees. Okay. All right. And the thing is also, the, the screening done by the UN, mm-hmm. them saying that they're going to get local people. To get local records, you actually do have to have local people doing local records. Even if I, I was like, my daughter was like, who's going to volunteer in Canada to go over there and try to get the records? Because they keep saying, well, let a Canadian look, go there and get the records. Which one? Who are you sending? There, there are very few records. Thanks for the call. Got to get to D before we're out of time. D, you got thirty seconds. Sorry about that. No, no problem. I want to know why uh, Trudeau is not paying attention to even within his own uh, Liberal Party to comment why he won't listen to Canadians that voted for him if he doesn't care about the ones that didn't, and from. You know, what has been said in the United States, Lowell Green, uh, your petition, this is all wrong. They are safe. Why wait until, you know, have to sign and, and, and screen these people 
Christmas, it is not necessary. And I want to know why Trudeau is ignoring all this advice. Is he so spoiled or stupid and never being said no to? That could be part of it. I want to know why. Dee, we're out of time. Thanks for the call. This wraps the Lowell Green Show for today. Back in moments with the Lunch Bunch, this is News Talk 580 CFRA.